Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Casanari-King. Today, I'm delighted to have Joanne Portalupi. Did I pronounce it right? You did. I did. Okay. From Lee, New Hampshire. Right. Okay, great. Nice to have you. Thank you. Nice and another to be here. serendipitous meeting. Just met you a week or so ago. That's yeah. Very yeah. nice. And I do love your work. Describe your work for us. How would you describe oh, it? Um, well, I... It's so fun. I love your style. Interesting. I... I'm not sure how I would describe it. I'm an observational painter. Uh I like to look at things when I paint. Mm -hmm. Um, So for a long time, in the beginning, I should say, I was, I mainly called myself a plein air painter. Uh I just like to be out in the air and, you know, painting what's around me. Um, But then when winter comes, I go into my studio. So that always invites me to try other things. So, You know, if you go to my website, you'll see I have still life. I have, mm. um, I did a series of paintings based on photo. I don't usually work from photographs, but I did this whole series of paintings of ancestors. And my, oh. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Gra- I my saw grandfathers that on your and my great, my Italian really nice. um, heritage. So, so if people want so to run a, to your website a, right now, they can check out your work and see what we're talking about at yeah. joannepordalupi.com. Right. Correct? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I, I love your, um, I just, yeah, I, I'm not sure how to describe it either. It's just very uplifting. Yeah. When I look at your work, it's just very uplifting um, interpretations that I just really enjoy looking at. Um, okay. So we usually start off with a little bit of background. You can give me as much or as little as you'd like about, yeah. you know, where you grew up and how you came to New England and well, I'm a native Vermonter, so uh-huh. I, I am Not a native <laughs> New Englander. Yeah, so I've actually been in New Hampshire on and off since I was 16. Okay. So I went to high school in Concord, New Hampshire. I mm. started at UNH. I didn't finish at UNH. Um, but I really didn't come to art. Um, it never occurred to me that you could be an artist. It, yeah, that's a common theme. Right yeah. There. Yeah, so I was first generation college in my family. Yeah. So you know the the unspoken message was you go to school to be mm-hmm. something, a profession that you can support yourself with. So I right. went into education, and mm-hmm. I was a teacher, and um, and I pursued this other. I had this whole other career. I used to work with um, in the field of teaching writing. Oh. So I did a lot of staff development in the area of teaching writing. So I was sort of in a creative field. I spent a lot of time talking about process. Okay. And then long story short, I, um, I was actually teaching at a university in the South and we decided for a variety of reasons to come back to new England. Our family was here. And so in my forties, I decided, um, you know, I've 
always wanted to paint. I had kind of dabbled with it when I had my third child. I took a little maternity leave. So. Okay. And is it acrylic? Uh, oil? oil. I work oh, mostly in oil. Nice. I started with pastel, but oil is my medium of choice. So when I came back to New England and I was still working as a consultant and teaching writing, I decided that I wanted to paint. And so I converted my attic into a studio mm. really before I did anything. I yeah. figured if I make a space, right, I'll do it. So space it. and time, right? If you can yeah. carve those two things out yeah. of your life. So, and were there, were, did you still have children at home at the time? I had three children at home at mm. the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was working as a, yeah. I was consulting. So I was kind of doing the two. And what happened was I started to find myself, I really wanted to do more painting than, than yeah. teaching. And so I kind of gradually yeah. transitioned. Um, oh, nice. And so now I paint full time. Right. Since I think 2000 is what I. Yeah, probably around somewhere. 2000 was when I sort of went at it seriously. Okay. So um, back up just a little. Yeah. What are your earliest explorations that you can remember in? I guess I have to say kindergarten. Yeah. I just, I was I one of these children who loved to get, I loved crayons. I mean, that little okay. box of yeah, Crayola with all those colors. I know. And paints. And, you know, I just loved kits. Right. I see. Okay, I did too, but I had no um, idea really what to do with them artistically. Well. I just would make uh, a lot of mess. So <laughs> what did you do? You know, it's funny. Um I'm not, I can't even um, muster up an image of what I did with them all. Yeah. I just, just the it's love like of the them. materials. Yeah. I loved yeah. the materials. And, you know, I would draw a lot. I right. would make colors. What, what comes back to me in my memory, because, again, I don't think, I was trying to remember the other day when, how old I was when I first went into a museum. I don't think ah. I... Yeah. stepped foot into a museum until I was probably in college. Right. So, and, and like I said, there wasn't art in my background. Okay. But I, do you remember the game Masterpiece? Mm -hmm. It was a yes. board game. Yeah. So I, I got that board game one year. I must have asked for it. So I, I, I go back and I say, yeah. I had this love. the trail. <laughs> and I used to love looking at, remember, yeah. it had the cards yeah. with all these Masterpiece right. paintings. Mm -hmm. And I loved looking at those. Yeah. And then in our community, I grew up in Barrie, Vermont, every summer they would have an art fair on the green and people would, oh. local artists would yeah. hang their paintings on this fencing and you could go down to the village square and I walk through. It. And I used to love to go to that. And, you know, I would look at everything carefully. I would choose my favorite. So mm -hmm. I was drawn to art, yeah. but... But that was it. And in high school, I dabbled. I took art classes. You know, I would fit right. it in, but it was always on the sideline. Okay. And the same thing in college. If I had a okay. spare court class that I could take yeah. after my requirements, yeah. it would be an art class. Okay. So, so the thread was there. And the then, thread was um, there. So what turned you on to oil paint? How did you delve into well, that? Well, I... I um, it's a good question. How did I pick up oils? I started in pastels. When when my third son was born and I took off time from Three work. sons. Four. I have four. four. Sons. But, so, I have four brothers. You do. Yeah, okay. So wow. you can probably tell me some stories and I could tell you some stories. I'm sure. Um, so I, I took a class through a community 
um, oh yeah, a local. community local community center, mm. and the teacher had us starting in oils. So wow. I guess that was what started me in oils, and I really loved oils. Yeah, um, and I've dabbled some. You know, I I. I've brought, I've never really made a whole painting in acrylics, mm. but I have acrylic paints. And actually just, just the other day I decided to start, I'm working on a larger composition, larger than I normally do right now. And I decided to start it in acrylics ah. because I wanted, I like to paint. I like to have something underneath to respond to when I right, paint. Right. So I kind of sketched this out in acrylics and, you know, got color on the canvas yeah. and then worked from there. And when you do that, well, we're jumping way ahead. Okay. I have to know. Yeah. <laughs> when you do that, are you um, going for the values right away, or are you kind of doing a lighter wash? Well, I'm I'm keeping values in mind, yeah. um, but I was also trying to go for composition and and okay. d the design, okay. which of course value is part of, um, right? So yeah, I'm I'm I was looking for getting you know the places that are dark the places that are light mm. but i wasn't trying um what i'm trying to do right now as a painter is i am trying to as i said i like to paint from life mm. so i like to look at things but i'm trying to push myself to abstract from what i'm seeing or mm. to distort what i'm seeing or mm -hmm. to give myself permission not to uh, render everything Mm -hmm. the way it is actually appearing before me. Mm -hmm. So when I did this, when I started this painting with acrylics, I was thinking somewhat about value, but it wasn't, I wasn't, yeah. it, I wasn't trying to create the image that I was yeah. then going to build up from okay. like a, you know, more classical right. music Rizal or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's interesting. Okay, great. So, um, what other kinds of training did you have artistically? Well, so what I did was I I, I dabbled with these little classes. And mm -hmm. then when I came, when I built my studio, mm. I, I found a teacher. So I took a class through the University of New Hampshire. And like um, Peggy, I know I heard yes. Peggy's, yeah. um, I studied with Adeline Goldman okay. Tronzo. And I studied with her for, I think, close to 10 years. Wow. And she was a very good teacher for me. Um, wow. And it, I got to a point after a while where mm. I s began to feel like I needed to step away mm -hmm. because when you're in a class, yeah. I mean, I painted, you know, regularly with her and um, painted in her studio. We, I, I went to France and painted wow. plein air. I did a lot of plein air work and portrait work. And she was really, really wonderful for me. Um, but then I realized, okay, now I need to step away and figure out what I'm going to paint, mm. you know, to not paint somebody else's still lives or mm -hmm. somebody else's yeah. setups and, yeah. and kind of find my own voice. Right. And so since that time, um, you know, I've taken a, a number of classes with different people. And what I like to do, I usually try to find painters whose work I really like mm -hmm. and I hear if they're good teachers or not. Yeah. And um, I try not to do more than maybe one intensive thing a year mm -hmm. or every other year because mm -hmm. I like to work with their ideas. Do you know what I mean? Like whatever idea I'm going to take home from that workshop, yeah. I feel like I need to really integrate it into right. my own work yeah, and I make agree. it my own. Yeah. I do agree. And I do that myself. I don't do very many at all. Yeah. 
Maybe but they're too. invaluable. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think so. Yeah. Even <clears throat> so, I did David Lucier and Pam Lucier's uh, Nocturne workshop mm. last weekend, and you know, it's not really something I would I would like to paint. Yeah. It wasn't. I didn't take it for that reason. I took it just to take a workshop from them. And it's amazing the takeaways that yeah. I took, you know. And I did come away saying, oh, wow, Nocturne, kind of a cool. Right. And subject. I find it takes a little while for me to figure out what the takeaway yeah. is. Yeah. There's like the takeaway right when you yeah, leave. Yeah, exactly. And then you, then you work, work it. Right. Yeah. I, I did a class last October, I think, with Chris Liberti, mm. whose work I really love. Um, someone I saw on, you know, online. Mm -hmm. And... That's been great, and in a way, that that workshop set me up for what I'm what I've been doing in my studio all winter. Mm, and, nice. Um, yeah, so I feel filled up by that, right? And I haven't right. depleted it yet. Exactly. Yeah, it takes yeah. a while to work it through. So, at what point you mentioned that um, a career as an artist had just never crossed your mind? But at what point did it? Was it before you built your your studio space? Well. Um, so when we came back, I had a job that I really loved mm. um, in the South. But as I said, we made a family decision that we didn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, we wanted to be closer to family. So I kind of, I'll admit, I was pouting a little bit when mm -hmm. I had to leave my job. Mm -hmm. And so kind of like a stubborn kid, I was like, well, then fine, I'm going to paint. Let, I'm going to let myself paint. <laughs> And at the time, it was a good choice. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a funny way to describe it, but yeah. that's sort of what happened, yeah. you know, okay. which is kind of, it's weird that I needed that kick in the pants yeah, to indeed. give myself that gift. But it also helped. I had written, my husband and I had written a book together. Yes. And so okay. I had this little st revenue stream okay. coming in, oh, which nice. gave me permission. Right. I see. To gradually let go uh -huh. of this other work. Um, and so you were thinking long term, like, I can make this. A well, let, I'll be really honest. I'm not trying to pay a mortgage yeah. with my art. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, so the, the in that way, um, I mean, I have such respect when I see these young painters who are yeah. starting out oh, and they're saying, you know, this is, you know, I'm going to try to create this path for myself mm -hmm. and make it work financially. Mm -hmm. um, for good and for bad, that's mm -hmm. not my situation. Yeah. And I say for bad because I think. You know, the energy to create and to be in your studio is a very different energy than pushing your work out in the world right. and, exactly. and selling. And um, yeah. and yet I think, you know, those two forces support one another in, yeah. a, in a way. Yeah. I mean, they can also hurt each other, but they can support one another. And, right. um, you know, I probably should do more of the latter, but mm. I'm just, I'm, right now, that's not where my interest is. Mm. Okay, so um, talk about a little bit your greatest influence on your your painting as far as previous artists, past. Or oh, you mean artists that I like? Yeah, who artists was your work. Yeah. Love. Well, okay, so let me. Who bubbles to the surface for me? Um, it's hard to say if they've influenced my work. Um, I mean, of course they have, though I can't say hi. I love Whistler. Mm. I love that he names his paintings um, by colors. Yeah. I love the sort of tonality of them and the quietness of some of his work. I don't think my work looks anything like it, but I like yeah. looking at him. Yeah. I love um, Edward Hopper's mm. 
you know, the narrative quality in there mm -hmm. and the stillness and, and the patches of color. Um, I really also, I think as a plein air painter, maybe I've been somewhat influenced by the group of seven, the mm -hmm. Canadian painters. I mean, the, those are go-to images that I look at a lot when I'm working outdoors. Mm -hmm. um, so I like their work as a body. Um, I love Cezanne, his, the geometry in his work and his mm -hmm. still life. So, yeah, have they, you know, influenced me? I don't know. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's funny because some of the paintings that I really love are not necessarily the kind of painter I want to be or yeah. think I could be. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, true. Yeah, and then there's, you know, with the internet today, there's just, Endless. you have access <laughs> to so much work. Yeah, yeah. And, and even so many new modern painters. Yeah. It just blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. One of the painters that I really, whose work I really like is Zoe Frank. Hmm. Do you know her? That she sounds has, familiar. Yeah, she's on the internet. She's a classically trained painter, so some hmm. of her stuff looks very... Um, you know, classical with figures, but she also has this really beautiful layered look to her work. Mm -hmm. um, she does really complicated pieces. Um, her sense of color is really beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so, you know, I, st I study with Colin Page and I like his work mm -hmm. a lot too. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot to look at out there so yeah so do tell us a little bit about because I think you were very influential in the New Hampshire Art Association in helping to get started the body of work shows yeah, that they do yeah well I think um, it, it, it the idea for the body of work which was something that I presented to the um, to the board came from a conversation I had with another artist. And mm -hmm. actually, at this point, let me go back. Mm -hmm. Greatest influences. Okay. Um, I, I feel like I've sort of skipped over because I know you were talking about painters, but um, having a circle of friends, painter friends that I have worked with for a long period of mm -hmm. years has been really helpful. Yeah. It's been supportive um, to have people who can critique your work Right. To be able to know somebody else's work well and to mm. see how they change. Yeah. And, you know, just hundreds of conversations about art that have happened, right. little snippets of it over over the last 10, yeah. 12 years. That's probably been mm -hmm. the a really huge influence. influence. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so one of those art conversations um, sort of evolved into this idea because prior before the New Hampshire Art Association started doing body of work shows, most of their shows were, you know, all members where you would submit one or two paintings. Okay, right. And I just started to notice that when you walk into a museum or you go to a special exhibit, when you can see the work of an artist, a collection mm -hmm. all together, mm -hmm. you come away with a much different feel than when you walk in and you see a piece by this person next to a piece by another person by another person. So right. I started thinking about how we are a membership member organization. We have close to 200, maybe more than 200 yeah. members. Yeah. And do members feel seen? Can they use that 
association as a place to exhibit a body of work mm. and to begin to help the public real, you know, learn about not just to go in and see a whole mess of artists, but go in and say, oh, I'm beginning to know this artist and mm -hmm. know the, this person's work. We've always had a couple of side galleries, the East Gallery and this, the, what I think used to be called the South Gallery, which artists could rent. But, you know, that's not a lot of rental space and time mm. for yeah. the members. So, so they liked the idea and decided to, to try it out. And so now four times a year, mm. artists, um, usually it's anywhere from seven to nine artists, if you walk into the gallery, will be featured in their own what are called body of work shows mm -hmm. so you have a space sort of the way you organize here yeah um I, i'll be having a body of work show in september mm -hmm. and so i'm painting for it now right you know which yeah. has been it's changed the way i work in my studio i i i don't always work in series but i really like to work with a okay. series of paintings now and, okay you know not because I want to see where the process will take me. I want to see if it can deliver me to someplace yeah. different. Yeah. As opposed to just, I want to make eight paintings like like out of this. It's right. like, um, and often I find an idea comes from one painting. It spins me into the next painting. Okay. Or, um, you know, the other day I actually woke up in the middle of the night and <laughs> I the painting I'm working on now kind of, it came to me in the middle of the night, not the painting, but the size and the shape of the canvas. Oh, and I said, oh, I think I need to to make a painting in this shape. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And I think that happens when you're when you're working on something over a long period of time. Right. It sort of just gets deeper into your psyche. And yeah. so you're working on it when you're not working on it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, they do say that's a very real happening. Yeah. In the shower moments, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. And those are the best. I know. Um, so did you come up with um, a theme beforehand that you're working towards or are you just letting it develop? No, I, I'm actually painting um, rocks. I, I love them. I, the have three, you seen them? Yeah. Oh, they're okay. so... Yeah, so there you have to get on and see them. They're yeah, just I, and I don't know if they're on my website. I, did did um, I did I put some of them on my website? I Maybe they are. So. I've been posting them on I've, my Instagram account, which is also under my name, Joanne Porlupi. I think it's. Let's see, on your homepage. Oh, new work. Oh yeah, there's one. Yeah, are these? Oh yeah, there's yeah. three of them. Yeah, they're so cute, and, yeah. and just the geometric shapes and the light and the. Well, so you can see I'm, well, I'll back up for a minute. I love to collect stones. Mm -hmm. And so I have piles of stones. I do too. And I'm trying to justify, which seems to be a theme here, <laughs> can I still bring more stones home? And so I thought one day, I said, you know, these would be an interesting subject for painting. Yeah. And I actually started the first couple of them before I went to the workshop with Chris Liberti. Okay. When I came home from the workshop with Chris Liberti, one of the things that he kind of got me interested in, um, one of the many, was this concept of trying to leave a painting open for as long as you can. Mm. I have oh. one of the er, the tendencies that I'm fighting is that urge to get to the end. Well, yeah, plenty of painting. Well, you have. That's, <laughs> that's a good point. Maybe I was trained that way exactly. as a plein air painter. Yeah. 
But when you're in the studio, you don't have to do that. And so mm-hmm. I can feel myself going to the end, looking for the finish, not even consciously, but getting to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm done. But I'm mm-hmm. trying now to delay that or when I get there to say, okay, so now what can I do to it? Right. So I thought the, and also his, he, the surfaces of his painting are really interesting. And so how, how the paint gets applied, the, mm. the sort of layeredness of it, okay. which is a more formal concern. It's right. You're separating yourself from the subject that you're looking yeah. at and you're, dealing with the paint and Mm -hmm. how it's applied so Mm -hmm. i'm trying i'm trying to fight my tendency to describe or to explain and to Mm. instead try to give put put equal attention onto um, issues around the surface and how the paint is going down and And so use old brushes or other um well i use um Mostly, I use credit cards. Um, he he kind of got us using all these tools, it. so I came back with this. So you okay. know, to scrape yeah, the sure. paint down, yeah. I use palette knives and and I use brushes. Mm. I use stiff brushes. Yeah. Um, I use paper towels. I'm right. trying to recognize that taking away, yeah. right, is yeah. is as important as putting something on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also been experimenting with new mediums this with, with this series. Um, I'm using some cold wax. Oh. I have some dry pigments that I picked up in France 20 years ago that have been sitting in my, or 15 years ago. Wow. You know, that I got, you know, ochres yeah. that are natural pigments powdered. And so I've been playing a lot of these painted, paintings started started with those natural pigments so i've just been that sounds i've been just trying to play and and muck about i like it so this is going to be the series for the show so yeah Mm. what did you name it yeah it's it's called um rocks and paper because it so if you came up into my studio right now you would see on, in the middle of my studio, I have this big table and there's just a pile, of, you know, there's a bunch of rocks and I have this brown news, uh, brown paper, right? Whatever, mm-hmm. maybe butcher paper. Uh-huh. And I've kind of cut it into strips and it's laid out and I've, occasionally I throw a piece of colored paper in and okay. I'm trying to just play around with the shapes, mm-hmm. the shapes mm-hmm. and the colors. So, yeah. um, so it's called Rocks and Paper. And Can't wait to see them all. Yeah, well, we'll see. Did I'm, you say September? It's going to be September okay. 2019. Nice. That'll be great. Yeah, yeah. Very, very nice. So um, let's talk a little more about or delve a little more into your process. Um, do you apply many layers? You let them dry in between with medium? Well, medium. one of the things that Chris had us doing, and I've really liked this, is I'm working... He had us using liquid impasto, hmm. which is kind of a little bit thicker version of liquid, the purpose of which mainly is to get your paint to dry quickly. Okay, right. And so that has helped me. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm making a conscious effort with this series. Um, you, I'm working with that medium so that every morning when I go up, Mm-hmm. I'm starting with a painting that's for the most part dry. I see. And I'm working on okay. top of it. I see. Um, but 
I, you, I, you know, prior to that, I, you know, I've gone in and out of, mm. di- of working with, with mediums. Um, you know, when I'm working outside, I usually just use a little bit of turp. Mm. There, I went through a period of working with liquin um, earlier, but. Um, so that's interesting. You mentioned it's just been recently that you realize you can take a painting further and further. Um, because I've myself have had the same epiphany. Um, I tend to just, I want to do it when it's sitting, but I always would use the palette knife for that. And when I started switching over to brushes, I had no idea what I was doing. It's very frustrating. (laughs) So, so then I realized, then I'm not even sure what. It's funny because there are people who would say the opposite. I always painted with brushes. And when I started with palette knives, I was like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I could work really fast with the palette knife, but not Mm -hmm. with the brushes. And then I just realized, well, just let it dry and come back, you know? So now that I'm doing these kind of layered things, the very first layer I put on Latin music, because I love Mm -hmm. Latin music, and it's very loud, and I do just a fast wash of, you know, kind of here's the composition, here's maybe some values. Put it on there. And then as I go, it becomes the very last layers I'm listening to meditation music interesting (laughs) and i just realized that about myself but yeah so i do love those initial washes they can which are fast right you do fast and you try not to you don't have to commit to anything yes yeah (laughs) yeah exactly so um what what i'm trying just to say to go to stay with that i want to be able to paint like that at the very end right do you know what I mean? Yes, I, I want do. to I do. be able, I mean, I know, mm-hmm. because, I mean, I guess maybe that's unrealistic. As you get cl- closer and closer to the end of the painting, you know, you're working problems out. So you've yeah. got pieces that you like, but so, so things get smaller in a way, boxed in. Right. But, right. And it feels constrictive. Yeah. Which I think for me, the meditation music just kind of puts me, you know, breathe yeah. and... But I, yeah. but I, I also, I often feel like the, my painting after the first, let's say the first pass with it is better than w- what it looks like toward the end. And so what yeah. I'm trying to do is to maintain that quality. Uh-huh. I mean, when I say it's better, I don't think it looks, I don't think it's finished right. because it doesn't look like it has the gravitas of having been painted. Yeah. But I want that quality to me it's energy energy to be present at the end so that's the challenge is how to keep that right right so one thing i do occasionally and i don't do it all the time it just kind of depends it's usually a a landscape or seascape in fact i don't think i've ever done it with anything else but i'll take the liquid Mm -hmm. with the light paper towel Mm -hmm. and just a hint of hint of yellow ochre or whatever my main colors are and do these large swishing kind of motions and you know it gives a little yeah. sheen and a little movement it's like a little back. glazing yeah a little bit yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 maybe different colors but just depends through to the end yeah to me and i think that feels like i've recaptured some of it yeah yeah <laughs> but okay how do you know when something's done what's that oh <sighs> boy that was probably the question i when i first started yeah. as a student of painting yeah i probably asked that question more than anything yeah. else. Um, I I think it's a felt sense. Mm. And I will often think something is done and then come back to it months later 
and realize it's not. Yeah. Okay. So and, and you'll pick it up. And so work. I guess what I'm saying is I don't. I I've stopped asking that question because it doesn't even feel that relevant. Yeah. It's, okay. See, for me, I, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you just. It, which is, goes back to another thing that I love about working on a series. Mm -hmm. So I have in my studio right now, I think I'm, I'm probably on the 15th painting in this series. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not sure that they're, they'll all see the light of day. Mm -hmm. um, and many of them, I got to that point where I said, I'm done. Mm -hmm. But they're all living together on the wall, and I just keep looking at them. Mm -hmm. So some of them are going to s speak to me and mm -hmm. say... You know, really, you could use a little work on this one, or <laughs> this needs that. You know, so revisit me. Yeah, yeah. Or I may figure out something in another painting, and then realize, oh, that this would work. Yeah, and then there. as the as you view them collectively, yeah, you know, you something can, may need a tweak here. So that's an interesting right. way. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's yeah. very nice. Um, what's your greatest challenge to painting, in in any form? Um, well, you probably fingered it with the very opening question to this interview. When you <laughs> asked me to describe my work. Yeah. Um, I had a mentor once say to me that every painter wants to get, find that room into which only he or she has the key, mm, right? So I, like I don't want to use the word style necessarily, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah. you know that mm -hmm. you find your, in writing we call it voice, right. but you find your place as a painter. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I feel like that's kind of, I just feel like I have a hard time seeing who I am as a painter. I see, right. And even in the series, that I'm working on, it's really interesting to me because I see, I look up at these 15 paintings and some of them are more abstract and a couple of them are very sort of tight and hyper-realistic. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I kind of laugh to myself because <laughs> I can see, I think I have a tendency as a, 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 of where I go as a painter that I am trying to resist. And I don't know if I should be resisting it oh, or if I should be going more with it. Yeah. So that, you know, but I love that it's a challenge and I love it. Right. I love trying to figure out yeah. who am I as a painter. Yeah. And I mean, just the quick view that I've done over your website the last few days, I think I could spot your work almost anywhere. I could say, oh, that's Joanne's. I think it's just very, there's a strong feeling to it that's this nice lyrical Interesting. Movement. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's it's yeah, funny it's too. It's hard when, to see when it you yourself. listen. Yeah. When you listen to other people describe your yeah. work, you like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you try to make any kind of strong statement through your work? Or you anything come to mind that you um, I don't think I'm trying to send any message. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, really, when I you know, when I first started painting, all I wanted to do was to learn how to paint. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I love to be in the act of painting. Yeah, I mean, I that's just a happy place for me. Right. And um, so I don't. I'm not usually aware or conscious of something that I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's. 
actually, there have been a few paintings that I have created that have had sort of a message to them. Mm-hmm. And that, and you always run the risk here. I'm trying <laughs> to be didactic. Do you know what I mean? And um, it, it's interesting. I'm thinking of, I, I have these two paintings that I've now submitted to a number of shows and they just keep getting rejected. And I have no idea if they're any good or if they're just horrible. Yeah. Um, but they're, they mean something to me. Right. Right. And, you know, every now and then I think, oh, I should just go in there and paint over them or scrap mm, them or whatever. Don't, don't but, do it. <laughs> I, but I'm just letting them sit. But yeah. in general, um, I usually paint something because I'm excited by something that I see. Mm. And then I get excited by a feeling that might come. It's a very personal thing for me. So I don't think much about the viewer. Right, right. Um, okay, so what defines success for you? Just what you said, just um, feeling. You know, s- I think in a way, I guess, when I feel like I found the key mm-hmm. to that room, mm-hmm. um, right now, <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be success. Okay. But to me, I just, you know, every day that I can, every morning that mm-hmm. I can get into my studio, yeah. I feel like success. I mean, I, I, I haven't shifted. Um, you know, I'm at that age where I'm starting to downsize, wanting to downsize mm-hmm. and purge. And it, it troubles me <laughs> a little bit that I'm, I'm in a, I have a, a profession and a field where I just generate things. <laughs> Right. So, so just the sheer, the sheer numerical (laughs) equation of it is, is that I need to push my work out more. Um, And that's okay. And I, and I do that Mm -hmm. some and I will, but um, yeah, I, you know, I, for me, success is that I continue, that I, that I keep learning Mm. and I keep growing and I keep changing as a painter. That's what tells me that I'm on the right track. So, um, how do you do with social media? Is that an avenue for you to feel like you're I'm trying to attracting audience? I'm or? trying to be better. Yeah. Um, I don't really use Facebook very much. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I, I have a little resistance because it's such a time sink. I know. <laughs> and so I forget to go out. Um, I've tried in the last, you know, since I've been working this past winter, I've, posted maybe two or three times a week on my Instagram account. Mm -hmm. So I try to use that, but I don't think I use it all that effectively. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't have a wide, um, and what is your name on Instagram? It's Joanne Portalupe. Okay. See, I, Mm -hmm. when I start accounts, I never quite, yeah, I never even, somebody asked me that recently and I'm like, gee, I don't know what it is. (laughs) I I get that all the time. It's the funniest thing. Yeah. So, um, so in terms of that social media, yeah, I don't probably use it as much as I should. I have a website, which I also don't tend to upgrade, yeah. update as much as I should. Yeah. Um, it's nice, though. I like it. It's uh, yeah. easy to navigate. and Oh, good. And yeah. And shows your beautiful work. Yeah. I, I do love that you did the um, genealogy there with your family. Yeah, that was a great... That was a really wonderful process for me. My my father's father died when he was nine, so oh. I never knew my grandfather. Yeah. And that was the sort of lineage that I was exploring with that. So mm. I I painted, the first painting I think I did was of my 
grandfather who I know these stories about, but I never met. Mm -hmm. And I, and then I worked from some um, young, early uh, family photos of myself when I was a child. Mm -hmm. And I I had some really interesting autobiographical um, epiphanies and moments when I was working on that. I mean, I had, I was working on a, a portrait of my great grandparents who of course I never knew. And it's a pretty large 30 by 40 painting, and Mm. they were seated in these chairs and outdoors, so it was figures outside. And as I was painting, all of a sudden, I was deep into this painting, you know, weeks into this painting, and I, when I realized that I knew exactly where they were sitting, because I used to walk past this road as a child to go in the summer when I used to go to the town pool. Wow. And I saw the hill and I was like, oh, my God, that's yeah. that's Cedarville up there. And they're, <laughs> they're at Aunt Ida's house. And so, you know, yeah. feeling my sort of connection. The, yeah. My that's lifeline sort of crossed with theirs in a nice. certain way. And that portrait, actually, um, this is kind of a kooky side story, but it's I have a space in my house where I do my yoga practice mm-hmm. and that portrait hangs mm-hmm on one side of the window and every day when I do my balance postures and I I'm balancing and I'm turning my gaze this way I I, I, <laughs> I my it. great-grandmother's gaze yeah. is what holds me steady I love it. so it's it's really kind of funny that yeah. is cool yeah nice. you're making me want to go back and work on that yeah so that was hard. I love it that, is, that was inspirational I thought wow I have so many old family photos too yeah. that go just back so many generations um what do you see coming up, upcoming? Well, I'm looking forward to getting outside again. Mm, yeah, you I've, must. I've been in my studio now. Um, that I, I feel a little sad. Maybe, maybe, you know, your question makes me realize I'm probably going to wrap up mm. this series. It's getting close. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. You know, I'll be, I'll be outside again painting. Um, I've recently, I've been doing some nice traveling the last few years, and I, I, I'm not a watercolor painter, but yeah. I bring my watercolors yeah. so I can sketch. They do the same, yeah. And um, <laughs> they travel nicely. <laughs> they do travel nicely, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so we're we're going to be going to, we're going to Botswana in July, oh. and I I don't usually it's hard for me sometimes to paint when I'm in a new place, right? Because sensory overload (laughs) sensory overload and yeah i guess i just have to Mm. sink into a place for a while but i'm kind of looking forward to bringing my watercolors and just note seeing a whole new landscape in Mm. terms of the the color the Mm -hmm. palette Mm. Um, that sounds fascinating sounds really nice Uh, do you have any funny or strange experiences if you've done a lot of plein air painting you must have something (laughs) What's your strangest experience painting outside? And does it does it unnerve you at all when people come up behind you and, and watch? It used to a lot in yeah. the beginning. I mean, that was a learned skill for me. Mm. How to because um, I I tend to be a pretty friendly person, so I like to engage with people. Yeah. But I've had to learn as a plein air artist mm. not to engage when people come up. Yeah. If if. If you're Unless I feel like I want to take a be break. interrupted. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, funny stories. You know, 
I'm trying to think. I'm sure there'll be one that will come up afterward. Um, you know, I just, I think it's always interesting when people come up and tell you what you should do or, <laughs> or how they would paint something. Oh, I love it. You know, it. which is kind of such a rude comment. Oh, but my you, you know, goodness. I always try to be kind of polite about it. Wow. Well, thank you or anything. I remember painting over at the Seco Science Center, painting this tree and, you know. But, you know, it's also at the same time, it's kind of sweet the way people love to tell you about their daughter who paints yeah. or their yeah. grandson. Um, it's true. You know, I... I don't want to be unfriendly when I'm out in the landscape because I, I really think seeing a painter in the landscape can be very thrilling for people because mm -hmm. it makes them look harder at the landscape mm -hmm. too. Do you yeah, know what I mean? True. Like like the first thing is they think, what is she looking yes, at? Yes, exactly. And then they begin to look. And, you know, painting for me has enriched my way of looking at the world so much that if oh, yeah. I can help somebody do that, that's mm -hmm. a wonderful thing. So, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree for me. That was the biggest <laughs> pun intended eye opener. <laughs> yeah. Was learning to paint. Yeah. Outdoors. Well, thank you. Yeah, this is my interview lovely. and um, we'll look forward to your show at the New Hampshire Art Association in yes. September. Yeah. And people can check you out on Instagram or your website, Joanne. Thank you. Let's spell that. J-O-A-N-N-P-O-R-T-A-L-U-P-I. Almost how it sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dot com. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Laura. All right. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. you got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.